coming up on this week's episode of News of the Week for episode 315 of the YLB Podcast. I know I said a while back that we had the greatest week of wrestling news of the year in 2021. I lied, of course. This week's news, I will say as of this very moment, is now the greatest news week of 2021 thus far. A lot happened this week. Daniel Bryan reportedly signing with AEW. This is insane. Insane. We'll talk about all the stuff that, you know, that happened. Why? When he reportedly signed with AEW, we'll discuss all that as well. And of course, CM Punk return rumors happened in the same week as well. Apparently, this is just rumor, take it with a grain of salt. WWE reportedly feels he is AEW bound. I gave y'all my two cents on Instagram a couple days ago, so you already know what I'm saying. But if you missed it, I'll explain a little bit more on today's episode. As well as a WWE superstar commenting on Big E's Money in the Bank win, pretty much saying, and I quote, now don't F it up. Talk about who the superstar was and what else this particular person said. This article, I think, is going to be a fantastic one to talk about because normally I don't usually agree with Booker T on most things, but in this particular case, I do. Finn Balor is going to have to work to become a top contender again. We'll discuss my thoughts about Finn Balor and now him being back on SmackDown, my initial thoughts, and where do I think they go from here now they have him paired with Sami Zayn. I don't know why maybe there's fantasy booking on the fly. Who effing knows? We'll talk about that. And then we're going to kick off this week's episode talking about what happened on Monday night. Or should I say, as I wonderfully titled this episode, The Burial Heard Around the World. This is just this is just me. This is just me. It's just being a little bit extraordinary and exaggerated if I do. But this is that's kind of how I felt in that moment. The second half of Raw, a couple things happened that made yours truly feel some type of way. Now it's going to make sense. Now I can kind of saw all of that. And then now, I, now we got all of it laid out. We'll talk about it. As well as The Rock. This, is, this news came out, what, a couple days ago? We'll return to WWE at Survivor Series 2021. We'll end this week's episode on that because we'll discuss all of that and how I feel about The Rock at, well, not just at Survivor Series, but returning to WWE. Something my mom will probably go shit about. That's neither here nor there. Because you came here for news. You didn't come here to talk about, you know, you know, what the Buccaneers Super Bowl Championship ring looks like, and it looks pretty damn good. Other than that, this is episode 315 of the YLP Podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin.
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to this week's episode of News of the Week, episode 315 of the YLP podcast for your what, July. Eh, it doesn't matter. Normally, if myself, Mr. YLP himself, opens the show with silence and just my voice, you'd more than likely expect a rant. And you might be getting one depending on how I feel in that particular moment. I'm currently laying down on the couch, so I need this to be somewhat of a therapy session just for myself. And now you, the listener, get to, you know, be like a fly on the wall. So, I get a text from my friend Judy. Carrying cro- who's carrying cross? I'm like, what? Well, first I saw the Keith Lee text. And I'm like, uh, really? Yeah, we might as well just start it there. So I get, a, you know, I got a text from you know her and saying, you know, Keith Lee's on. Like the like, where the fuck he come from? Man's been man has been seen since January. He was gonna he was about to fight you know triple threat for the United States Championship, and from what I've read and heard, he was supposed to win said championship back in February. And yeah, out came Keith Lee in Dallas, Texas, in front of technically the hometown crowd. And he gets beaten in five minutes by our WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Lashley celebrating the win. Out came Goldberg. Comes to the ring. Gets in Bobby Lashley's face and says, I'm next. So, we used Keith Lee as a gateway to get to Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Which we already knew. We already knew it was happening at SummerSlam. We just didn't know how we were going to get there. And we figured out how we get there. By using Keith Lee in an open challenge in front of technically the hometown crowd. And you have him losing five minutes. Five minutes. That's all we got out of Keith Lee's return to the WWE. Five minutes. Mans hasn't been seen since January. And when he makes his triumphant return to WWE, and we didn't know what was going on, we didn't even know what the situation was with Keith Lee. All we got was five minutes. At that point, I was already mad. 
Then we got Carrying Cross. Now, I'm thinking in my head, oh shit, Carrying Cross is on, NXT Champion, undefeated! For the last, like, what, year? Built up to be this dominant monster. We'll get more in depth with that in a moment. I'm thinking, alright, NXT Champion making his main roster debut. Because main event don't count. We don't care about that shit. Nobody really watches. If you watch main event, was there anything good on there? I'm being dead ass. I'm not being a little sarcastic smart ass today. I just want to know. Were there any bangers on main event that could possibly line up for honorable mention of the year or match of the year? Your choice. Because there's still a lot I need to see and I've been so behind. Forgive me. But let me get back on track here. Carrying Cross comes out. Now, they were like, what was it? He was already in the ring. I think when the when the Raw came back on. Already strike one. Carrying Cross waits in the ring. Jeff Hardy makes his return to the WWE. No more words playing in the background. Crowd's going ape shit. As was I, because I'm just like, really? Interesting. Low-key strike two didn't catch it until a few days later. What proceeded to happen in the in following minute and 40 seconds was something of a travesty, if you will. Probably one of the... I'm trying to keep my words calm here. And I'm just... Yeah, fuck it, I don't really care. They proceeded to have Jeff Hardy win with his feet on the ropes in a minute and 40 seconds. A minute and 40 seconds. It's all it took. From NXT cultivating a dominant monster of a champion undefeated for pretty much a year already. Made his in-ring debut take over in your house, destroys Champa in minutes, goes to goes through the entire summer, and becomes the number one contender for the NXT championship. He has a match with Keith Lee, cross wins, gets injured in said match, comes back months later. I believe it was like December, January, somewhere around there. Ben Balor is now champion at this point after beating, I believe, Adam Cole. Well, Ben Balor was an issue champion at that point, having banger matches with Adam Cole, with Kylo Riley twice. Bangers. Just, just bangers. 
at that point, all that was left was Keith, not Keith Lee, Carrying Cross. Defeats Balor at Standing in the Liver, becomes the new NXT champion. They have a second match. Cross retains. Both matches were absolute certified bangers in my book, especially the first one. Oh, that first. Oof. My God. Cross goes through WrestleMania weekend. Still remaining as the dominant champion he is. And then we got to Monday. And it all disintegrated in a minute and 40 seconds. You not only spoiled Keith Lee's return in the worst way possible, you practically buried your NXT champion in the process. Nothing of the entrance we normally would get on an NXT. No smoke, no black and white filter, no scarlet. Ties in together, pretty much. Nothing, nothing, you know, heard lip syncing, the theme track to, to carrying cross. Nothing of anything they do in NXT happened here on Monday night. The same entrance apparently he had on main event. And I hated every second of it. The reason I call this the burial hood around the world was the simple fact that Vince McMahon was not only... Essentially, this is a burial. This is a literal burial. Of two men, nonetheless. And you're what you call developmental brand. Now, the third brand that Triple H has been saying for years. And you've essentially literally just went full on destruction of your developmental brand. This is absolutely embarrassing. Absolutely, undoubtedly embarrassing. I mean, when you have articles from WrestlingInc.com that say shock and frustration within NXT, we've got a problem. I mean, NXT talent and staff reportedly shocked and frustrated with the loss, according to Fightful Select. Significant frustration over how Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Santos Escobar... Only Lorcan and others had worked hard to help make Cross as dominant as possible during his NXT run. And they have, and they did! And in a minute and 40 seconds, they destroyed everything they did to build up Karrion Cross. 
everything Triple H is built up. For the last few years. Giving us so much good talent. I don't call them the black and gold standard just because it's Saturday. Because they set the standard in WWE. Whether anyone likes it or not. In my hierarchy, it has always, I have always had it. NXT 1, SmackDown 2, Raw 3, and it's not even close. What they did on Monday Night Raw is literally essentially buried your brand. You had an undefeated world beater of an NXT champion. Balor, twice. Santos Escobar. Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano. Oni Lorcan. They helped Karrion Cross become the dominant. So the story, as is per storyline champion that he is. Vince McMahon was literally sending a message. And from what I have listened to on, you know, the Wrestle Talks and the Cultaholics and all that, apparently. All of this shit is over. NXT losing the Wednesday Night War to AEW. Vince McMahon didn't just give you a spoiler. He sent you a message. On everything I love. This may have been one of the biggest mistakes Mr. McMahon has ever made. You essentially... Especially with a lot of people saying that Karrion Cross was going to be that dude when he came up. I cannot imagine how Triple H felt when all of that was going on. I can only imagine how the entire NXT team feels right now knowing that happened. The fans' first impression of Karrion Cross on Monday Night Raw. The undefeated, formerly undefeated, NXT champion. And he loses in less than two minutes. That is their first impression. That is, unless you watch the NXT product on a regular basis, 
to those who don't, this was their first time seeing Karrion Cross. NXT champion. And they do that. They do that. I feel just as bad for Keith Lee. You make your return to the main roster and all you are is a gateway to Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. WWE, y'all make me sick. This is, this is the literal epitome of being petty as fuck. And I'm surprised I made it 17 minutes without saying a curse word. How in the hell do you literally feel some type of way about the fact that NXT didn't beat AEW in the ratings? You are that petty. To sit there on your ass and think to yourself, oh, NXT lost the ratings war, huh? I'll show them. You are literally shooting yourself in the foot. I don't know the feeling, but I'm sure it hurts like hell. And the only reason you got a 1.9 was because John Cena was there. This is why I don't watch Monday Night Raw, by the way. Because for the first time in two years, I look at Raw and I saw that. I would have been better off doing whatever the hell I was doing. Karen Cross on the main roster in terms of it, when he, when he does eventually make his move up, he is already looked at as a loser. And the man who defeated him wasn't anyone from the black and gold standard no it was jeff hardy and that's not a knock on jeff hardy congratulations sir you get your dub warner's you know share the purse and you keep it pushed wwe could have put anybody for jeff hardy's return cedric alexander mustafa ali Humberto Carrillo. I don't know who the fuck else they got. I'm not. I'm just being dead honest. I don't. Who they got? Shelton Benjamin. Jinder Mahal. Hmm. Little something there, maybe. Believe the Drew McIntyre shit. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't watch your shit, but I ain't gonna book your shit. That's just you. I ain't being no armchair quarterback over here, alright? What WWE has done to NXT is absolutely I sit here a shocked man 
Still. Still. And the fact that WWE would literally possibly, I don't know, burn a bridge with their own brand underneath the WWE umbrella and fuck it over just because they didn't win a damn ratings war and moved over to Tuesdays. That's what we're mad at. That's what we're mad at? We're mad at that. And you bury your NXT champion and the entire brand of NXT. I literally posted something on Instagram essentially when it happened. And people were like, it's not a burial, just wait. Charlotte, you know, lost to Natalya on her first, you know, first night on the main roster as NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm not talking to you personally. The, the casual fan here. You don't get it. That is your literal first impression of Carrying Cross. If you don't watch NXT. You don't know who this man is, and that was your literal first impression. I don't know why I'm saying literal a lot in this, but I'm just going to roll with it. That was your true first impression of Karrion Cross. I, I feel bad for you because I know there's more to Karrion Cross than who he is. And what they portrayed was a travesty, an absolute calamity, a pain in my ass. And everything else in between. They didn't spare the Rob of the NXT. They just whipped him with it. NXT is literally, is honestly, the best thing going right now in WWE. Now we got fans back. SmackDown's looking better, which is good. But Raw, uh, this is why I don't watch. Three hours of my time could be better spent doing other important shit that I actually care about. I'm mad as hell. I'm keeping it a very, very calm moment right now. But I am mad as hell. And if you saw that bullshit that happened on Monday, you should be too. How I've honestly kept it together for almost 25 minutes is astounding. I'm quite impressed with myself. This is actually progress. But WWE, I mean... These are the talents that are going to be coming up to your main roster sometime in the next year, sir, and you pull that stunt.
Bombing NXT, I don't want to come up. Bombing NXT right now, I do not want to come up. After that? After that display of bullshit? You want me to actually get the call up? I feel bad for Tony Storm. Well, hopefully not. It's Tony Storm. More so, actually, if you think about it, Shotzi and Tegan. I mean, yeah, the SmackDown Women's Division is deep, but are they going to utilize them, the whole three of them, correctly? We shall see. And so far, Shotzi and Tegan have beaten the Tag Team Champions twice. Bravo, we was clapping. But what do you do now? Hmm? And hopefully, they make Tony Storm a cornerstone of the SmackDown Women's Division. Because if they don't, I promise you, it's not going to end well for you. And that's just how that works. Happy days. Here we go. But that was an absolute disgusting display on WWE's part. I would hate to be anyone in NXT right now that's possibly going to be called up. Bronson Reed, I feel bad for you, bro. And I don't want you to call get called up. Not yet. I still think you have more time in NXT to do. But far be it from me to make the calls around here. I just think, you know, sometimes people are not ready. You could have picked anyone else to face Karrion Cross. You could have picked anyone else to face Jeff Hardy. The result would have been not the same on Cross's end, but they would both end up in W's. He didn't need to put Jeff Hardy against Karrion Cross. If anything, that possibly could have been his first feud upon his arrival to the main roster. Did we investigate that? Apparently, we did not. We just decided to be a petty piece of shit and bury Karrion Cross. I don't care what anyone says. Carrying Cross, buried. Keith Lee, might as well be buried. NXT, buried. Everything that Triple H and his team have put in, Vince McMahon literally eviscerated in one night. In one minute and 40 seconds, to be exact. I cannot believe for the life of me that they would even pull a stunt like that. Like, just playing it over in my head, I'm just thinking, why? Then it came out, and I'm just like, oh, we're being that petty. Okay. This is a level of petty I've never seen before. It's embarrassing. And that's why I don't watch Monday night raw because of shit like that I don't know how NXT bounces back unless they make takeover banging this motherfucking hell please I mean I'm in awe I'm appalled I'm quite appalled disbelief 
just I don't know how they're gonna figure this out. Maybe I'm overreacting, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll do something proper. But other than that, no, you've really just made Keith Lee and Karrion Cross look that much worse. Maybe it's just me. Who knows? Who knows? That's going to conclude this week's uh, top story, if you will, for episode 315 of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, we're going to actually talk about news. Let me see. Uh, We'll talk about Booker T saying Finn Balor is going to have to work to become a top contender again. And I agree. Hopefully his argument actually makes sense. We'll see. Also, this, this, oh, oh, man. I saw this, the first article I actually saw in the lineup for this week. And I'm like, yeah. Now, don't F it up. WWE Superstar commenting on Big E's money in the bank when who made those comments and what else did this superstar say? We'll talk about that on the other side of episode 315 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back! With episode 315 of the YLP Podcast. And since I didn't get it into the opening segment of this episode, of course, you're listening to this episode on AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com, Anchor.fm, slash Young Lads Respective, Anchor.fm, slash Wrestle Addict Radio, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, any news I may have missed from this week, you can be able to email at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. Also, you can find me on social media on Twitter at YLPerspective, over on Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective, and over on Facebook at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Hope you guys had a solid week. And if you didn't catch last week's episode of the podcast, a three-year anniversary show hosted by Mr. YLP himself, I made some big news. Uh, I am moving to Colorado. Uh, Myself and Miss YLP are going to be cohabitating, if you will. We're going to take a bit of a road trip throughout the month of August, so programming note, the last episode before the summer vacation portion of Mr. YLP himself here will be next Saturday July 31st just so you guys are filled in so yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a road trip Miss YLP and I we're going to explore America if you will, we'll see how that goes leading up all the way to Colorado and I'm quite excited actually for it and it's, it's, it's been a long ride, and now it's going to be a good time with all of that. So make sure you check out that episode, uh, three-year anniversary show from last week's episode of the YLB podcast, but we need to get back into the news. 
And of course, I do not have my actual glasses on. Like an idiot. There we go. I apologize for my own professionalism. I need these. So I'm gonna deal with blue light. Alright, now we're good. Let's get into the news, shall we? From eWrestlingNews.com. Booker T says Finn Balor is going to have to work to become a top contender again. This is from Ryan Clark. During the latest edition of his Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T commented on Finn Balor returning to the main roster, how he's going to have to work to get back to being a top contender again, and more. You can check out some of the highlights from the podcast below on why Finn Balor has to work to get back to a top contender level. Quote, I'm going to tell you this. Finn Balor being back on the main roster, he's going to have to work, man. It's almost like you've got your one to ten contenders. Finn Balor right now, I would say, is at number ten. He's going to have to work his way back up to get to that number one spot through his performance. Through his performance in that alone. I'm going to tell you right now, if Finn Balor is lucky enough to have a dance partner like Sami Zayn, that's going to be definitely one for him to be able to go out there and create some magic in a match like that and let the world see exactly what Finn Balor is all about. End quote. On how you have to make fan, the fans feel you in the ring. Quote, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. If you want, if you want... Okay, I'm just reading it as it is written. If you want to make the fan... Want making, that's what they actually... I don't know. If you want to make the fans feel you in the ring, Ricochet, Tom, independent wrestler before WWE signed him. Now Ricochet, he's ranked like number 14 just because. Just because you can fly doesn't mean you can go out there and make those people feel what they want to feel. And if you can fly, man, just, that's just adding icing on the cake. Let me see that Shakespearean performance and give me some high flying at the same time. You've got a guy like Finn Balor who can go out there and not and be not just a top superstar on the roster, the top superstar on the roster. And I say that because I don't look at his size or anything like that when you perform at a certain way. Of course, H slash T to 4 1 wrestling for all that good stuff because I don't want to get sued. Booker T is 100% correct. Normally, I do not agree with this man on many things. Especially, you know, well, probably more than likely than the average bear, but he's right on saying Finn Balor needs to work his way up. Work rate alone will get you a lot further than just playing the part. Dead serious. Finn Balor could be a big deal on SmackDown. I go so much as far as to say that Finn Balor could be the one to take the title off of Roman Reigns. Ever since they were reporting on Finn Balor going back up to the main roster, I was thinking in my head he could be the one to, to defeat Roman Reigns if they have him go to SmackDown. They have him go to SmackDown. But he's going to have to work. He's going to have to go a long way. We got plenty of time for Finn Balor to be established as the one to take down Roman Reigns. And Sami Zayn is a good first dance partner back into the fold. If they have that at SummerSlam, I'm all for it. 100%. Finn Balor can make fans feel something. It's, it's Finn fucking Balor. And now that he's the prince, 
I hope they get tap into that character and bring him up to the next level where he needs to be. But apparently they just got him in back in blue underwear. But not smiling, so that's an improvement. But yeah, I need to see the Prince character E like 2.0 on SmackDown. Absolutely. If you're gonna have Finn Balor be that dude on SmackDown, you gotta make sure he looks like that dude on SmackDown. Because right now, Roman is that dude. Roman is that dude. And it's going to take a lot of work to get Finn Balor exactly where he needs to be. That, in my honest opinion, would be Universal Champion. He's going to have to put in some wonderful performances to make it unbelievable enough. Because in my head, I think of it like this. We get past Sami Zayn at SummerSlam. We have a solid performance at Survivor Series, if they insert him into the Survivor Series match, which would be a smart idea on his part. Be one of the sole survivors at Survivor Series. Make your way through December, looking like one of the top odds-on favorites to win Royal Rumble. Win said Royal Rumble and challenge Roman Reigns to the Universal Championship. What is it, July? We got what? August, September, October, November. December, January, February, March. We have eight months. If WWE decided to do it to set this up. Phase one would be basically now through Survivor Series. Building him up, starting to have him go up through the ranks. Facing the top names on SmackDown. running Not running through them, but having battles. Match of the year candidate type stuff. Bangers. Pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view. I want that. Then you get to the Royal Rumble. I would say, have, if you wanted to do it, book Finn Balor to win the Royal Rumble. Then we're in phase two. And then you begin the build-up to Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 38. Because if we're going to have John Cena at SummerSlam, we're going to have, and I'll talk about, I'm going to be talking about this later, The Rock at Survivor Series. I think that would be per like perfect, good timing. Having Roman Reigns being still remaining in that top storyline, now going into the John Cena's and now the Rock's. And all the while, we're building Finn Balor up to become the guy. Possibly at WrestleMania, we get the demon. A man can hope. But I would love nothing more than to see Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. A match we haven't seen in many, many years. I think the only time we've seen Roman versus Finn was when Roman and Finn faced each other 
to face Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. And I was like, what? Four or five years ago? So now we're seeing different iterations of Balor now as the Prince and Roman as the head of the table. That would be something I'd like to see. I don't know how you feel, but I think this would be a fantastic way to have Finn Balor work. Go up and give me, give me Balor versus Nakamura again. What? What? Yeah, yeah, that Balor Nakamura. Give me Balor versus Big E. Before Big E takes the WWE Championship from Bobby Lashley. There's a lot of opportunity for Finn on SmackDown. This would be astronomical if they were able to figure this out. I pretty much gave you the template. Now it's on WWE to actually see what they can do with Finn. We shall see and we shall move on as we head over to sportskita.com. Let me X out of this. Get over to here. There we go. Now don't F it up. WWE Superstar comments on Big E's Money in the Bank win. This is from Matt Black. Last night was a defining moment in Big E's career as he climbed the ladder and secured the Money in the Bank briefcase in front of a loud WWE Universe in Texas. Now, Dolph Ziggler hopes the company doesn't screw this up. This afternoon, Dolph Ziggler took to social media to talk about just how important Big E's win was last night. Saying that his eventual cash-in will be unforgettable if done right. He also asked WWE not to F it up, saying, quote, I don't watch blah, 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 whatever. We are about to see even more layers to Big E. This can be monumental, and if it takes time, will be absolutely unforgettable. Doesn't always happen to one of the good guys, but in this case, it did. Now don't F it up, end quote. It'll be interesting to see where things go from here for Big E in the months to come. The WWE Universe is hopeful of seeing him avenge Kofi Kingston's loss last night at Money in the Bank and cash in, I'm this is for Monday, by the way, and cash in on Bobby Lashley. But there's also a chance that Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods will be moved to SmackDown in this year's draft, and the New Day will reunite on the blue brand to battle the bloodline of Roman Reigns and the Usos. And that is why they pushed it back. Well, one possibly one of the reasons. Probably push it back to October 9th. Anyhow, whichever direction WWE decides to take, Ziggler is right. They can't afford to mess this up. Big E's crowning moment has to be a big deal, and hopefully it comes across as such when it actually takes place. Dolph Ziggler said it all. It can be monumental. And if it takes time, will be absolutely unforgettable. And I will say it just along with Dolph Ziggler. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck this up. WWE can't afford to fuck this up. 
They love the New Day. WWE loves the New Day. So you know. You know they have to come out swinging when it comes to Big E and the cash-in. The eventual cash-in for Big E. It has to be right. I don't know when they can do it. I don't know when. If they do it at SummerSlam, hey, that'd be wild as fuck. That'd be so wild. Absolutely insane. But then I think about I think about I really think about how big this could be and how big of a deal it is. They would be fools to mess this up. Absolute fools. There is nothing more that I would want to see then Big E cash in on possibly like a big four or a major pay-per-view. More than likely, they'll do it on a big four. You can't just do it on one of the B-level pay-per-views. You got to do it at a big four. Survivor Series wouldn't be it. I would say Royal Rumble. If we're just going big four and we're actually taking our time with it, I mean, it all depends on what they do with the draft, too. That plays into it. You know, do they want to bring the New Day back to SmackDown? Or do they just bring Big E over to Raw? If he goes over to Raw, it's a pretty full bunch of foregone conclusions in the cash on Bobby. I think they should cash in on Bobby. I don't think he should cash in on Roman. We got other stuff for that, as I said in the last article. So why not Big E and Lashley be a be a big feud? Cashing in at the World Rumble. But see, the thing is, though, with Raw, you don't have many contenders, so you gotta figure it out. If they do it at SummerSlam, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think it may take a it should take a little bit. You know, give it a little time. You don't need to rush this one. I think the biggest, biggest case with scenario, the best case scenario would have Big E go to Raw. Excuse me. I think that would be the best idea to do. The best thing to do, I should say. Is if they move Big E to Raw. Reuniting himself with the New Day. All that good stuff. If they do that, Survivor Series, you can still get New Day versus Bloodline. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. If they move him more to SmackDown and get Big E and uh, New Day versus Bloodline on the SmackDown side, that would be insane. But I think they should not rush this one. I don't think they should. Give it a little time. Give it a little something to marinate on. Hell, last year's Men's Cat Money in the Bank cashing didn't happen until like February. So we can give this a little time. 
The question is how much, but if I'm thinking about it, I'm doing it at Royal Rumble. There's nothing wrong with ending a long dominant title reign and surprising having a surprise cash in at Royal Rumble. Personally, my favorite pay-per-view ever of the Big Four. I just think it would be a dope moment. But yeah, they can't screw this one up. They can't, especially one of the with the one of the beloved guys in WWE's eyes in the company. Yeah, they can't mess this one up. I mean, this is one of those they got it right moments with the money in the bank. Because the last couple times they kind of, you know what I'm saying? They got it right with the men's. I honestly believe in my heart of hearts they can make Big E a, a proper champion with a proper coronation. And they can make something really special out of this. I really do think that. I really do think they can make this a very special moment for Big E. They did it with Kofi at Mania. Now you gotta make they have a grand opportunity to have Big E become WWE Champion or Universal Champion, I'm waiting towards WWE Champion, and really make something out of this, really make this a big, big moment. Because sometimes we don't get those in WWE, especially on Raw side of things. What crazier way for Raw to actually do something big than have Big E cash in on Lashley and become the WWE Champion in a wonderful moment that none of us would ever forget. So that's going to conclude what we got going on on this segment. When we come back, we're closing out the show with some crazy stuff. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, or should I say, Bryan Danielson reportedly signing with AEW. Which in and of itself is insane. But now, we're going to discuss why he went over to AEW and maybe talk about CM Punk stuff. I don't know. As well as The Rock. Returning to Survivor Series this November. That's what we're closing up the show with on the other side. Episode 315 of the YLP Podcast. We'll be right back. gentlemen we are back with the final segment of episode 315 of the ylp podcast and once again if you have any comments concerns thoughts opinions or any news i may have missed make sure you hit me up with an email at younglinesperspective at gmail.com all right daniel brian brian danielson the american dragon whatever you want to call him reportedly Signs with AEW. This is from GiveMeSport.com, written by Louis Dangua. Following reports of CM Punk being in talks with All Elite Wrestling regarding a return to the ring, it has now been reported that Daniel Bryan is 
officially signed with the promotion. Daniel Bryan left WWE after losing to Roman Reigns on SmackDown in May, and Bodyslam.net is reporting that Bryan is locked in with AEW and is 100% already signed a contract with AEW. Quote, in an update as to the future of Bryan Danielson, a source I have spoken to has told me that he is locked in and has 100% already signed a contract with AEW. In addition, I was told that Danielson was working, was wanting to work less dates for comparable money. He wanted the ability to be able to work in Japan and wanted to have creative input on his character, which he got. <coughs> Excuse me. There are also tentative plans already in place for Danielson's AEW debut. End quote. This comes after it was reported this week that people within WWE are of the belief that Daniel Bryan is signed with AEW. And it seems as if those people are correct, at least if this report is to be believed. And of course, take everything with a huge grain of salt. Continues on to say, it's important to note that AEW has not confirmed that Daniel Bryan has officially signed with the roster at this stage, but this is to be somewhat expected with a huge potential debut of this nature. As of right now, Body Slam is the only site reporting that Daniel Bryan is signed with AEW, although many reputable journalists have speculated that Bryan could end up working with Tony Khan. And then... The CM Punk return rumors heated up yet again. As WWE reportedly feels, he is AEW bound. Hmm. Now, in terms of Brian Danielson, in AEW is honestly not as surprising as you should think it is. I mean, mind you, he is a father, so he would want to work less, and if this is to be believed, AEW pretty much catered to that, because why not? Wants to work in Japan, and as you know, the Forbidden Door is now open as all hell. And Brian Danielson has creative control. If this is to be believed, of course. But let's say, let's just go with the notion that he is signed with AEW. You now have Malachi Black, Brian Danielson, in AEW. Andrade El Idolo. I mean... Brian Danielson in AEW. I like it. I really like the sound of it. But what I'm more concerned about is him going over to Japan. I'm not concerned as if, you know, it's worrisome. No, no, no. New Japan. Maybe pro wrestling, Noah. I don't know, but New Japan. that far of a flight from Washington to uh, Japan. 
just just putting it out there. Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, whatever they're called, in Japan. What if we ever got Danielson versus Okada? Danielson Tanahashi, Danielson Naito, Danielson Takagi, Danielson. I would just want to see Danielson Sonata would be free. Oh my god, that'd be so damn lit. I'll be fucking lit. Uh, who else? Oh, him versus Ishii? Danielson versus Suzuki. Oh, fuck. Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh-oh. probably the, one of the most insane matches I've ever seen. That would be absolutely insane if you get Danielson Suzuki. I mean, Danielson Okada would just pique my interest because it's Okada. But once you start getting into those layers and you're thinking, what we could really pair up something with? Danielson Suzuki is one of those things I'm putting on my wish list now. Danielson Naito would be insane. Danielson Jay White would be crazy there's a lot you can do with that there's a lot you can do with that with Danielson and AEW you can go over to Impact for a hot minute if you felt like Danielson Omega Danielson Moxley that would just be like old times uh, Danielson Rhodes Danielson Malachi Black Danielson Andrade El Idolo. Danielson Allen. Just saying, Danielson Allen would just be nuts. And that's what he wants. He wants to be able to be a dad, go to Japan whenever, have control over his character, and work for comparative pay. And AEW would probably be like, yeah, absolutely. You see this little alliance they got going on. Even though they're competing promotions, you got NWA, AAA, you got Impact, AEW, New Japan. NWA add in there too. Nice little grouping we got here. And all of them are just interchanging throughout. Could do more with the Forbidden Door, but, you know, we're getting into the swing of things. Now you add Danielson into the mix. That's going to be crazy. Now, as y'all know, just like Malachi Black and whoever else got signed to AEW, I believe it when I see it. But I'm certain that this report is legitimate. If they do it, you know, at the Arthur Ashe Stadium event, I I see nothing wrong with that. That is more certain. On the flip side with CM Punk, 
we always get this once a year. CM Punk returning to WWE. CM Punk returning. Making his debut in AEW. All this. I mean, dude. As I said it on my Instagram page. You can follow, by the way. At Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. CM Punk. Returning to a ring period. You know, we're hearing all the reports. Everybody tweeting out. You know, all this shit. And I'm going to say it once. I should have just kept it at once, but I'm going to say it again just in case you didn't catch the post on my Instagram. Until we physically see CM Punk in an actual ring, either cutting a promo or physically doing something with a talent, I won't believe it. That's it. I'm not just talking about, you know, cutting a promo, you know, live feed type shit. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in-ring, mic in hand, crowd going bananas, cutting promo. Or physically doing something with someone in the ring. That sounded weird. Anywho, until we get to that point, I won't believe it. This is the literal I'll believe it when I see it moment. When I actually see CM Punk in a wrestling league ring where he is signed to a company, I'll believe it. Other than that, I'm going to leave it alone. Because that'll just be, create a whole bag of nails being dumped and then somebody being put on them that I don't need to be getting into. But I'm going to leave it at that. But the thing is, though, Brian Danielson in AEW is a good move. It really is. And they're giving him everything he wants. So I don't see nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And we will close out today's episode of the YLP Podcast. We head over to comicbook.com. The Rock. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Will return to WWE at Survivor Series 2021 from Connor Casey. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Johnson, Jesus. Dwayne The Rock Johnson will make his return to the WWE at Survivor Series this November. According to a new report from the Mat Men podcast, Andrew Zarian, the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer reported back in June that the company was trying to get the people's champ to make some sort of appearance at the show. Given it's the 25th anniversary of his debut. Oh, that would honestly make sense. Same thing with The Undertaker. There's also the matter of Johnson taking on WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, which has been heavily rumored for an upcoming WrestleMania. Zarian also mentioned that WWE is looking to host the show at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Neither Johnson nor the WWE have responded to these reports. Johnson gave fans a hope, hope of a dream match between himself and Reigns while giving an interview with Hiram Garcia last September, he said at the time, quote, but you know what? The truth is, I would be honored not only to share the ring with Roman and to go back to the WWE, but of course, I would be honored to have him raise his hand in that one, end quote. Hmm. Meanwhile, Reigns has been hyping up the match in his own interviews. He pitched, it for, he pitched the idea for it to be at either WrestleMania 38 in Texas or WrestleMania 39 in L.A. 
in an interview with Ariel Helwani earlier this year, saying, quote, We can't lie about it. Dallas is humongous. Jerry World is giant. AT&T Stadium. I've already done it. Over 100,000 people. Main event at that spot. And then the following year, I'm in his backyard. Imagine me with another couple of years with this dominance going against the great one in Hollywood, which, God willing, is the obvious next step if available. If everything happens correctly, people in my position typically end up there. So to be able to tell that story with him, if he's down, it'd be cool. End quote. Johnson made headlines earlier this week when he confirmed in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter that he would not be appearing in a future installments of the Fast and Furious franchise, saying, quote, I laughed and I laughed hard. Johnson said when discussing Vin Diesel's comments about his behavior in the previous set, the set of previous installments, I think everyone had a laugh at that, and I'll leave it at that, and that I've wished him well. I wish them well on Fast 9, and I wish them the best of luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11, and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies that they will do, do that they, they do, that will be without me. English hard nowadays, apparently, in my world. Now, I have been wanting to see this match. Now, Survivor Series is cool. I like it. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, if you literally look at it, out of the big four, Survivor Series is kind of like the least one I like. Like with the Survivor Series, I mean, over the last few years, it are, you know, previous Survivor Series have been okay to all right, but I can under, I would be able to understand why they would have Survivor Series with The Rock. To me personally, The Rock versus Roman Reigns is a certified WrestleMania 38 matchup. If they wanted to go that route, if they did want to go that route, that's a definite WrestleMania matchup. That's the match you wouldn't want it anywhere else. And to have it at Survivor Series is actually a bit of a surprise. And to think for Roman, you're going to have John Cena at SummerSlam, and then you get to face the Rocket Survivor Series? Man, listen. I'm not saying he's a made man, but Roman Reigns is a made man. And in the span of, what, four months, you get John Cena and The Rock? I can't be mad at that. Rock Reigns has been something I've been like, I've been wanting to see for a couple of years now, and that many people have been wanting to see for a couple of years now. And I think now with this version of Roman, it really makes sense to have Rock versus Roman. And if you want to do that Survivor Series, well, hey, you know, you already got my money. I will watch that. I'll have no problem watching that. And I know Rock is pretty much stay-ready mode. I mean, and also, if he's going to be doing this smart on him for actually, you know, not being in future iterations of Fast 10 and Fast 11. I can't believe there's actually nine of those. We was good after five. I pretty much after Paul Walker died, I was like, hey, y'all can get it. We're pretty much good on that, but they, they kept it going. We had nine and shit. But, A, Reigns is winning that. 
Let's just make that abundantly clear. Reigns ain't losing to The Rock. Especially if the strap's on the line. And that's and that's perfectly fine with me. If the strap ain't on the line, fine with me. Just give me Rock versus Reigns. You know, have that. I, I know there's, you know, no pa uh, you know, passing of the torch moment. You know, but I mean, from The Rock to Roman, that's not a bad one to push. That is not a bad one at all. I mean, I can imagine if they do it in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is going to be bananas for that. They'll make that the main event. They would make that the main event. I know usually one of the Survivor Series matches that would be in the main event. Nah. Rock vs. Roman is your main event for Survivor Series. Man's out here not even having matches yet. And Roman Reigns is about to be the YLP Podcast MVP. Man already got match of the year defending match of the year candidate and you're about to possibly give me two more? This man's trying to go back to back on the match of the year. This man's out here trying to be the MVP and shit. He could be, he could be male, he could be literal male MVP and overall MVP. Because if I remember correctly, I gave Roman MVP for the men. But Kenny Omega, I believe, I got gave him the overall MVP. But I mean, Rock, we've missed the Rock. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it a stack here. We've missed the Rock, and we've been wanting him to come back for quite some time. And to now here, you know, Rock will be at Survivor Series. I'm excited. I am truly excited. I'm, I would, I am ready to see that. And I know we're about to get John Cena versus Roman at SummerSlam. But shit, I'm already ready for Rock Reigns right now. I want to see that right now. Like I'm not talking about WWE 2K20. I want to see that right now. In ring, crowd going bananas, ring the bell, and let's see what the, the Brahma Bull and uh, the head of the table can do. That's what I want to see. Telling y'all, it's gonna this is insane. This is gonna be insane. I'm whoo, wait. That's gonna be a wild one. If A rocks legitimately in Survivor Series and B. It is Rock versus Roman for the title in the main event of Survivor Series. That's that would be a fun one to watch. You know it, and I know it. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, going to conclude episode three fifteen of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode three sixteen of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 315 of the YLP Podcast. As always, 
I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are. In the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions, or any news I may have missed from today's episode, do not hesitate to hit me up with an email over at younglinesforthe at gmail.com. I appreciate all of that stuff. And I'll probably read your email on a future show. You never know. Of course, if you want to find me on my social media and stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can find me over on Twitter at YL Perspective. I do live tweeting usually for NXT on Tuesdays, AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays, SmackDown on Friday nights, unless I have a proper ob- prior obligation to attend to. I'll let you guys know prior to that. Usually. Somewhat. You get what I mean. If you want to follow me over on Instagram, you can find me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. 60 second thought videos. Uh, breaking news, memes. Send me memes, damn it. I like memes. Everybody likes memes. Well, except for the they don't do memes. But send me memes, and if I like your memes, I will place it on my page and give you credit for that so you can have your 15 minutes of magnificence and excellence. Flawless victory. If you want to find me over on Facebook, you can find me there at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. We have over 100 followers over there. I want to thank you guys so much for your continued love and support. Follow me on all those platforms to stay updated with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, the alt tech stuff, Gab and Parlor. All of the alt tech messaging stuff. Voxer, Signal, WhatsApp, Telegram. You can send it through a text message. Send it through, slide into your friends' DMs, Facebook Messenger, all that good stuff. Spread the word about the YLP Podcast. This is the YLP Podcast, the Kings of Rings Podcast, the WrestleMania Podcast. And don't you dare forget about the light show with Mance Chapel, you heathens. We here at WrestleMania Radio try to bring you top-notch quality entertainment every single week to be the top of the pops, the uh, king of the hill, the uh, king of the mountain, the cream of the crop, the best of the best to not only just be amazing, but be undoubtedly, undisputedly, without a shadow of a doubt, then, now, and forever, the alternative for professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the anchor app, and it's perfectly fine. Never hurt my feelings whatsoever. It's all good. Everybody has their favorite platform for their listening needs. It's all good in the hood. But we're not just anchoring the biggest podcast, LosesMind.com, my friends. We got more than that. We bring more to the table. We're better than that. Because you can find us on many different platforms, including Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, and as always, shout out to the Podbean gang, CastBox FM, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam! Search for the entire family of Wrestle Addict Radio, and you should have no problem finding us. What 
so ever leave a leave a really really high rating leave a comment over there and spread the word of wrestle addict radio it's good for you it's good to listen to it's a great thing and uh as always shout out to the wrestle addict radio squadron that's what you need to do honestly you know check keep it keep it locked all that good stuff check it out it's it's, it's a fantastic thing but i'm rambling but I believe I've fulfilled my obligations for this week, looking over to the judges in the wonderful country of Indonesia. And I believe I ain't been the thumbs up, and we are square on that. So, next Saturday, as I grab the remote, my apologies, next Saturday will be the final episode of the YLP podcast before we go on summer vacation. Now, as y'all usually know, I like vacations. And sometimes, Mr. YLP himself needs one. And I, as I announced last week, I am on the move to Colorado. And it is going to be a longer one than expected. Usually it would be a week or so before I get back into the swing of things, all that good stuff. But this will be an, an extended uh, summer vacation for Mr. YLP himself. And uh, myself and Ms. YLP, we're going to um, enjoy ourselves and enjoy the remainder of summer in wonderful happiness as we go embark on our nice little road trip. Let's take a nice little road trip, you know what I mean? So, that's going to be the groove with that next week. Again, 316. A wonderful way to actually go out before summer vacation. So, we'll talk about all the news that's been for us to talk about next week and everything else in between. Other than that, guys, y'all know it's the weekend. And you know it. Hey, make sure you guys enjoy yourselves when you're going in and about. Make sure you take that Uber or Lyft home. I promise you that five-figure uh, thing you got to worry about when you go up to the courts and all that stuff, not good if you get a DUI. Ask Jimmy Uso. Too soon? Eh, it is what it is. But, yeah, guys, stay safe out there. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your weekend. Drink one for your boy. And I'll see you guys right back here next Saturday for episode 316 of the YLP Podcast. See you. Happy birthday, Devon. Uncle Zach loves you. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.